This episode of We Fly the Flag was recorded remotely via Teams meeting. Therefore, the quality is not as good as episode one and two. However, the content's good. Sit back, relax, enjoy episode three of We Fly the Flag. Get us 257, Hello everyone and welcome back to the Air Canada Pilots podcast. Today I'm joined by the Air Canada Pilots SPSC Chair, Captain Sina Alimir Salari. Also joining us today are special guests Alpa Nationals SPSC Chair Ronan O'Donoghue and Alpa Nationals Communications Specialist Captain David Campbell. Thank you all for giving up your time and joining us today. Sina, most of our listeners will know who you are by now, but for those that don't, can you give us a little introduction to yourself? Yes, Jason. Uh, sure. My name is Sina Ali Mersalari. At Alpa here, I am the Strategic Preparedness Strike Committee Chair with the Air Canada MEC. That's great. Thanks, Sina. Also joining us via Teams call today is Captain Ronan O'Donoghue. He's the SPSC National Chair. Ronan, welcome. Give us a little introduction to yourself. Hi, Jason. Thanks for having me. I'm really grateful. Yeah, Ronan O'Donoghue, I'm a 737 captain with Alaska Airlines. I'm based in San Francisco, and I was formerly a, um, with Virgin America uh, mm. on the organizing committee over there and um, was, was proud to get out on the property there, which led to my involvement in the merger and got us to uh, Alaska Airlines and then continued on up to Alpha National. I'm very passionate about the work that we do. Um, you know, I, I think the SPSC, the Strategic Preparedness and Strike Committee, is just it's um, it's great work, and I love unity building. So we'll talk about that though some more, I'm guessing. All right, great, thanks, Ronan. Captain David Campbell, hello. Could you give us a little introduction to yourself as well? Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me on. It's a real honor. And uh, like Ronan, I'm a 737 captain at Alaska Airlines, uh, based in Seattle. Uh, I've been the strategic communications chairman there off and on for over 10 years, and currently I'm also, as you said in your intro, on the National SPSC Committee. Before Alaska, I was at Comair. I participated in the strike there, and I've done a lot of work on uh, building unity and preparing for pickets and getting ready for uh, negotiating a new contract. And and I've had the absolute pleasure of doing a lot of work in Canada over the last six months. So it's been really exciting to be uh, helping with, with you guys and a real honor to be welcomed up there. So thanks for that. Well, that's great. Thanks, David. Sina, September 29th, that is a big day for the Air Canada pilots. Marks the end of our 10-year framework, albeit a little bit early with our escape clause. What was the informational picket all about? Sure, Jason. Uh, the September 29th informational picket was a milestone for the Air Canada pilots and all Canadian pilots and our Alpha pilots. It marked the day that our 10-year agreement expired. We actually had an escape clause that allowed us to escape it at the nine-year mark. So nine years after this 10-year uh, agreement was signed, it expired on September 29th. The picket itself was purely informational, and we had around 650, 700 pilots actually join us, which is a incredible and record-breaking turnout, uh, especially for the Arcanda pilots who haven't done any sort of picketing for about two decades. I believe it was 98 was the last time 
any Air Canada pilot um, stood the line for Air Canada. And it's been overwhelming. The support from pilots just to get out there and show our message, the message that we're trying to send that we are world-class pilots in pursuit of a world-class contract. We had guest speakers coming up from Alpa National. So we had uh, Captain Wendy Morse, Alpa First Vice President. We have Captain Wes Clapper, uh, Alpa VP of Finance, Captain Tim Perry, Alpa Canada President. Uh, they all came up as speakers uh, that day and they addressed our pilot group, you know, building unity. And then we went out and stood silently, stoically for, and I'll be honest, it was a little long. It was almost two hours that some of these uh, pilots were standing out there to show our passengers, you know, our commitment, our professionalism, to show our management that they're not dealing with a couple rogue pilots here and there. They're dealing with a unified group of individuals, of professionals, and we are truly united for the first time in decades, and we're not going to settle for anything less than a world-class contract. Yeah, that's absolutely right, Sina. So on the day, who did we see standing on the picket line? Was it mostly dominated by those in their first years of service with Air Canada, or was it mostly guys with 30, 40-plus years? In short, we saw everybody. I have the picture on my iPad right beside me here, and there is everyone from the brand new pilots. We had a lot of pilots who showed up maybe one, two months ago on property, and they were out there picketing with us. We had pilots in the double-digit seniority numbers there, you know, individuals who've been here for 40-plus years took time out of their day. Individuals who've been here for less than 40 days took time out of their day. You know, I can't point to any specific group. Everybody was there. We had check airmen. We had instructors. We had ex-managers there. Everybody was there. Yeah, really good turnout and very positive feedback on our forums and especially from the general public as well. Yes, um, and I won't forget this. It was a bus ride on the way back from the picket with Wes Clapper, and he looks at me and our secretary treasurer and says, was there a helicopter there? Did we approve that? And I kind of jumped. I was like, no, Wes, that's the news chopper. So, you know, we say there was a 20, there's a 24-hour news cycle. They didn't let go of this. Even to this day, if you go on some social media platforms and type in P-I-L, just not even pilot, just P-I-L. What pops up is pilot strike, pilot picket, pilot informational. And it's grew a lot more than I could have ever imagined. Uh, we thought we were going to get one or two news outlets there, but we didn't. We got almost all of the news outlets in Canada. We did make American news. And uh, I feel bad for our MEC chair, Charlene, because pretty much from the moment the picket started, till I think the end of the weekend, and even yesterday she had another interview, she's been constantly getting questions from media. Okay, like, why? Where are we going? You know, why did 700 pilots show up on their day off? So it's, it's been great. Yeah, Jason, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump in here. Um, I've done a lot of picketing. I've done a tremendous amount of picketing over the years. In fact, I helped many MECs set up pickets and... My God, that was impressive. To see that many Air Canada pilots come out for the very first picket, 
do it so professionally, do it so well, and stand there in solidarity. It, it was just, it, it was a sight to be seen. I'm, I'm so glad that I was a part of it. I'm so glad that I was there to see it. And um, I can't say enough positives about how well that was done. And kudos to you, Cena, and the rest of your team on a job well done. And I think, you know, one of the things that's so important about picketing, one, I, I, I often get asked this question, why? Why, why do we pick it? Why, why am I showing up? And one of the most frequent things is, you know, David and I have been around this several times, and, you know, Chris, uh, we've worked with Chris and Christina up in um, WestJet. Management loves to say it's the union. This is one of the most common things that you hear. It, it is the union that's getting pilots fired up or the union that is pushing these demands or the union that's making unreasonable asks. When you see 600-plus Air Canada pilots walking out there in solidarity on their time off, it's not the union. Or I should say it is the union because they are the union. They are members of ALPA, and they are putting their faces behind these contractual asks that we're trying to gain. You know, the Air Canada pilots are definitely entitled to the gains that they're asking for. They are entitled to a worst-class contract, and they definitely showed up that day and, and really did put their best foot forward. I thought it was amazing. I was just going to tag on to something Ronan brought up, which is managements often don't understand or act like they don't understand the representative nature of the Airline Pilots Association. And it really is important to understand that we are ALPA, which means every single individual pilot is the union. I mean, by definition, that's what it is. They have a really important role. And so the work that management will see and, and pilots to some degree as well, they, they see their negotiating committee out doing the work or they get a, a email from the strategic planning committee. All of those things are informed by the body of pilots directing those people to go out and work for the goals that, that they want. So it, it's a really important point, I think, that uh, everyone understands, pilots and certainly management, that we are working on behalf of the pilots. It's their agenda that is being pushed forward and, and management really needs to engage with the representatives of the group. Really David, good point. Sorry, I didn't interrupt you there, Jason, but um, David, uh, to tag on to that, I think, you know, it's one of the comments that's always driven me nuts over the years of doing union work is, well, the union's doing this and the union's doing that, to which I respond to every pilot, you do realize you are the union. It's all of us. There's those of us that are stepping forward and working and volunteering, working long hours to try and make these things happen. But when you see that show of force, and this, it's another it's another reason why we ask you, wear a lanyard, wear a pin. These are just visual symbols of our unity. They're visual symbols of our solidarity. And they, they notice, they see these things. They count, and it's, um, it really, really makes a difference. Yes, um, that's been a huge thing. I mean, I think after Friday, our management can't really go around with a straight face and say, these are our pilots. Whereas the union, I think we can say these are our pilots because walking through the terminal these days, you see more people with an ALPA lanyard and ALPA pins than without ALPA lanyards and ALPA pins. Ronan, to your comment, yes, the individual pilot is the union. And I always get those questions like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, no. 
what are you doing? Because when an individual pilot fills out a survey, when they vote in an election, their voice means just as much as my voice, means just as much as your voice when it actually comes down to it. So it's amazing to see the uptake on lanyards over the past couple weeks, the uptake on alpha pins over the last couple weeks. Currently, if you don't have one, you're the odd guy out. And it's just amazing to see. Yeah, thanks, guys. I 100% agree with you on that. Ronan, you've worked a lot with the United Airlines pilot group with their contract, as well as your own Alaska pilots group. What's the messaging that comes from management? Do you think it makes the pilots feel valued or not so much? Yeah, there's, there's several questions in that. So I'll just start with the United. Um, yes, our brothers and sisters at United secured a great deal. Um, it was ratified by a very high percentage, 82% um, there on the 30th of September. What was really even better than the 82%, what I saw was a 97% participation in that vote. That speaks unity. And that's what we identified early on when we were working with United was um, to build that unity to get the pilots you know, together, to give them that direction, to give them that goal. And that's something I think Air Canada's MEC has done an incredible job on doing, is building that. And I think it's, you can never understate the value of unity, because I, I think a lot of times it's a word that's almost overused, but it's misunderstood. To me, unity is, it's basically, it gives the negotiating committee that horsepower. When you come together and you stand by side by side with your brothers and sisters, it really makes a statement. Um, as regards the company, yeah, the company has a playlist. We've seen that. We've seen it down south. We see it in Europe. We see it here. Um, we can't afford it. This will bankrupt us. This will do this. This will do that. There's all all of these things that they're going to try to do, and, and they will. They'll go with the whole, this is your union. Your union is radical. They're way out on left field, and they're asking for too much. It's, it's a tired playlist, but we know, you know, we've seen it. We've seen it over and over again. And it's just something that, you know, it, it's a, um, it's part of the process and it's just something that we have to break through. And I think the, the continuous um, involvement by your own pilots is absolutely essential. You know, it's, it's a really big deal. And to go, to go back to something earlier on, the point that I forgot to make that I really wanted to make, you know, Sina, you talked about um, all of these people that were come up and stood with you. That's not stopping. That's why you joined Alpa, you know, and, and I am so glad that you, you know, Air Canada is now part of the association because we are 100% committed and we will stay in this with you. We will stay the, all the way through. We will see it through and you will make sure that you have all the resources. I know we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but it's, um, you are not alone. You know, we have yeah. to bridge that gap between north and south. There's just no way. It is the same airplanes, the same exact same equipment, the exact same routes, the exact same passengers. It's time for the same compensation. This is ridiculous. So. Yeah, and, you know, it's not just our pilots on that picket line. Sina, maybe you can speak to this, but we saw other work groups standing shoulder to shoulder with us, didn't we? Yes, um, we've had a lot of support and a lot of reach out from all the other employee groups as well. The actual day of the picket itself, we showed up and our gate agents union was there. They were there showing their support for us. And we all kind of looked at each other. We're like, we weren't expecting this. As I'm coming through customs back from San Francisco, the customs agent uh, talks to the training captain. He's like, 
yeah, that was uh, quite interesting on Friday there. And then he's like, well, the next guy, he was the one who tried planning it. I'm like, well, okay, it wasn't me. It was all of Alpha National. It was all of our our, our pilots. It was all of the help we've gotten from all the other employee groups. Now there's a 15-minute conversation with the customs agents about unity because they're also unionized. And it's just been yes. it's been nothing but support from almost every single person I've talked to. Yeah, I mean, let me extend a thank you on behalf of the Air Canada pilots to all the other pilot work groups that came to stand shoulder to shoulder with us on this picket line. It means so much to us. David, how is this message interpreted by the media and, and, and by the public? Well, you know, the the most immediate one is what's going on at that airline, and and that in and of itself is huge. It it makes the the traveling public and the people that are in your community take notice and want to get involved. And you know, there's generally a lot of interest in pilots because people are are curious about that career. And I think there's an assumption that everything is fine at the airlines, and it certainly was with ours. So. So that's one message that gets received, and then it, it opens up the door for them to seek out more information, and then you can explain what's what's happening at your airline. Uh, the common question is, why are pilots standing out on the street in front of the airport or wherever you happen to be, and and take notice? And and it's so it's really important. I I wondered what you think the the message received by the general public is from the from the pilots david i mean we're very lucky to have the unity we have now and the resources and the ability to get messages out there in the world into the media to the public um but you know what we really need to convey is this is expired framework this is 10 years and it's so outdated more outdated by the week and when you have 10-year framework, you get left behind. You really do. You, you get left behind. That was certainly the, the case at, at our airline. We had missed a number of negotiating cycles. So people don't know that. So it's, it's great to be able to create some avenue where you can explain what's really at stake here and, and that, that these are important things. And it has to do with living your life. It's not about the pay necessarily, although that's, you know, economics are certainly an important part of it, but it's about do you have the freedom and the flexibility to spend time with your family? Are, what kind of sacrifices are you making? And, you know, any profession has that, but there's a lot of really serious hardships that we put up with as pilots, and we expect that. We go into the career knowingly, but where we can minimize those things is is appropriate. And so, you know, the airline has made, the airline industry has made a lot of improvements in that, and the Air Canada pilots deserve to participate in those. Yeah, and a lot of the details are buried in the contract language. And those details and what needs changing are very hard to convey to the public. You know, a, a friend said to me after our informational picket, that she understood we were looking for better compensation and better working conditions. But what did better working conditions mean for a pilot? That's a rabbit hole to go down with, uh, with the way our, our jobs are. We don't go to an office. We don't work 8 till 4 um, or Monday to Friday. Man, we work all days of the week, overnight, all through the day. We can work 14, 15. If we're augmented, we can work 16, 17 
hour shifts, you know, like at the working conditions uh, is a huge, huge part of this. That's such an important thing there, Jason, because I think a lot of people, and, and it's one of the most common questions you get when you're standing on a picket line, is this about pay? And even as you see some of the news reports, you see some of the, you know, the, the interviews or, or the, some of the reporters that come back out of these things and they're saying it's basically compensation. It's so much more than that. What people don't, you know, we, we all work this profession and, the, you know, the, the level of misunderstanding of what we do is so common out there. How many times have you been asked, what route do you fly? You know, we all hear the same questions over and over again, but people seem to confuse it that it's it's all about money, but it's not. Like for for me, I, I'm a transcon commuter. I commute from the East Coast of the U.S. to the West Coast of the U.S. There's a lot of things in that that contractually needed to be changed to make it so I can be home. We're dads. We're husbands. You know, we're real people. We're wives. We're spouses. You know, we, we have obligations. We have children. You know, we, we have parents. We have all of these things that come outside of your life and what's in your contract and yours is 10 years old you know it's a 10 year this is it needs to be constantly modified it's a changing world everything else is innovating around us these work agreements need to innovate the world is changing and it needs to be addressed so to me quality of life for uh, always and this is just me talking personally but for me my number one priority was always quality of life and that comes through work rules and flexibility and that's that it's so much bigger than money Oh, yeah. Sina, did you want to add to that? Yes, I'll actually add to that with uh, survey data that we have. And, you know, we always like talking about compensation, the, you know, the dollar amount. But, and I'm comfortable saying this, is we have survey data from across our pilot group, across bases, across fleet types, across seniority numbers, that the priorities of the Air Canada pilots is pay and working conditions. So, you know, if... The company thinks that they can just pay us off. That's not going to work this time. It's pay and working conditions. Because as Ronan was saying, all the money in the world won't give me time with my spouse. Won't give uh, a dad time with their children. Won't give a mom time with their newborn, right? It's working condition and pay. And we have the survey data unequivocally to show that. You know, another important thing in these negotiations, and one of the things that I know you're trying to communicate with these pickets, it's true of Air Canada, and it's true of a lot of carriers these days, is the job security. And what that means is, you know, if a a pilot comes to Air Canada, pilot should have some expectation that that they, you know, they're dedicating their professional career to the company, and that dedication should be returned in kind. They should be able to expect that they will have a long career at Air Canada, that their jobs won't be outsourced or diminished, and that can be an issue. And, you know, we're starting to see that in in Calgary, right? That there's a lot of flights that used to be flown with the Maple Leaf with Canadian pilots uh, are now being flown by a foreign carrier with foreign pilots. And I think that's something that should be a concern, not just to Air Canada pilots, but to Canadians. Absolutely. It's it's a really good point. You know, we've seen the loss of the legacy route, Calgary to Frankfurt, uh, being briefly taken over by uh, Lufthansa and then swooped up by Eurowings, their low-cost carrier. These are foreign pilots with a foreign carrier operating an Air Canada legacy route. Calgary to Cancun, that's gone. 
Air Canada won't service that now, and it's taken by Flair. They'll be doing that route. Calgary to Hawaii, well, I'm sure WestJet will pick that up pretty quick. And, you know, these are all the services that go with this. And then there's Atlantic Canada. I don't even want to get started on the route reduction out east. You know, it's bad to watch local carriers take over your, your routes as a flagship, but foreign pilots and foreign carriers over some of these routes, ugh. Well, I was going to say, um, when those jobs get outsourced, it's not just the pilots, it's all of the support structure that goes with that. It's the gate agents, it's ramp agents, it's, uh, you know, the whole myriad of Canadians who are no longer employed by Air Canada. And that, that's, that's one of the things I mean when I say this should be a concern of all Canadians. Yeah, I just want to add, we actually had it happen in one of our hubs this past summer. We had a foreign carrier, and not to you know shine any light on our American friends, but we had uh, a sublease from our Toronto-Manchester route that was historically an Air Canada-Air Canada Rouge route being subleased to Omni, which pays its first officers roughly what our captains make. And they were on the aircraft with three pilots versus... When we do it at our company, it's run with two pilots. So it's already happened even at our main bases. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really good points, guys. I 100% I agree with you all. Ronan, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I, I think I really I would do a double lap on what David brought up. It's something that's absolutely terrifying to me is outsourcing. Or the other thing that, frankly, is really frightening to me on this one, too, is lack of service. You know, as the failure to attract and retain pilots um, starts to just continue to grow, then Canadians are going to lose service. And that's just, that's really, really bad. It's bad for the community. It's bad for business. It's bad for commerce. So I think it's just something that we need to be very conscious of is to make this job a job that is, again, really desirable. People want to be here. There should be a line out the door. Staffing should not be a reason to not be servicing the route. If it is, yeah. th that's a need to look at the contract. Yeah. Well, Ronan, while you're speaking, um, I'm just going to change gears a little bit here, make sure we're moving along. The MEC has been welcoming input from Alpa National, including training events, forums, resources, um, beyond what the Air Canada pilots would have had with their previous union, ACPA. To be honest, and I've been watching it, it's empowering to see. Can you talk a bit about how Alpa National and its members work together to help membership pilot groups like us, like Air Canada pilots, achieve improvements across all aspects of their job. And if you don't mind touching on the Alpha tool chest as well, I'd like to hear more about that. Absolutely. I, I am so glad that you know the Air Canada pilots merged with Alpha. I think it was an amazing thing to do. And I remember I was at one of the road shows, I was in Montreal, and I was having a, a very good discussion with a group of Air Canada pilots, and they're like, why? What, why would we do this? Why, what's, give me a reason why that we would plug into this. And my answer was really, really simple. We're current. We're always current. So Alpa I, being part of this organization, we just came off of the WestJet agreement. We just came off of the United agreement. The, the people and the resources that you have available to you just negotiated deals. So as you go forward, you're not learning. You're not spooling up every four years, or in your case, 10 years. You're not forming an SPSC that has been dormant for a long time. You're not forming a comm committee that's been dormant, because they're not. You know, Cena has the ability to pick up the phone and say, hey, 
how did this, how, how do we do this? Or what, where do we go from here? And I have the ability then to call, you know, Chris Von Jones or Christina Thompson from WestJet and say, hey, you guys did Toronto. Tell me, talk to me about it and help Cena out. That is what you joined. You know, I, I, I often, it's kind of funny, but I use this analogy, but it's like a generator. You plug in when you need power, but it's always mm-hmm. running and it's always moving. And you've always got these resources, and these resources are vast. People think of Alpha a lot of times as contracts, and I'm in trouble. That's so not the truth. Your jump seats, your medicals, your all, all of these, your training. You know, we talked about the tool, the tool chest. All of these things that are moving constantly that are completely invisible to the average line pilot. But there is representation in every single thing that we touch in our jobs. You know, and I think it's that's the reason why you did what you did. And it's also the resources that are available for you. They're nonstop, even something as simple. We find ourselves in this scenario during a lot of um, negotiations, we find ourselves where costing's involved. And it, it is funny because initially the company can be kind of resistant to having Alpha economic and finance analysis experts in there, but they become quite dependent on them, you know, when it comes to costing things out. So it is, I can go on for hours on this one, Jason, but I, I will just tell you that we are here. You you are no longer standing alone on the hill. You have a whole army around you. And then we have another army behind that again. Well said, Ronan. Uh, thank you. Sina, did you want to add to that? Yes, I just want to, again, extend my gratitude to the Alpa National team, where it's been overwhelming the support. As Ronan was saying, you know, I, I'll call him up and say, hey, Ronan, you know, this is happening. How do we deal with it? And he has the answer. You know, we got Chris Mon Jones on the call with us, helping us with the podcast right now. It's been, it's been amazing the amount of tools that Alpha has. I mean, currently right now, the company is refusing to displace me. All of the time here that the volunteers have to put in our displacements, our flight pay loss is being denied almost unilaterally. So to have this support system of Alpha behind us while our management treats the work that we're trying to do with such disrespect is great. It's great to have this tool chest of very competent, very current individuals ready to help the Air Canada pilots because it's very obvious that our management team is not. Oh, well said, Sina. Um, David, negotiations, big draw on a union's resources. How does Alpa National uh, help the Air Canada MEC and the pilots move through this phase? Yeah, you're right. It, it's a heavy lift as you're getting into negotiations and, and especially uh, as you get toward the end game and especially in Canada because, you know, your, your system's a little bit different and, and it moves quickly. So it's important to have all hands on deck, so to speak. And when you're part of Alpha National, there are a lot of hands that can come to your support. And so, you know, I'll speak to to my case and and talk about how those Alpha National resources were really helpful. We had, as as we were at the anniversary of our contracts amendable date, we had a huge picket that spanned all of our bases, and so it was really helpful to have the resources available that could come and help. For example, all of the logistics about finding hotel spaces to hold our our rallies as we prepped, um, 
getting buses that got the picketers out onto position. We had Alpha National folks that specialize in that. And so we could just hand that off to them. Um, we had huge audiovisual needs that had to be handled. And even though that's something that I could do myself, it was great to be able to hand that off to other experts at National that just made sure all of the contacts were made, all the phone calls were made, that I knew that, okay, we're going to have audio gear that works, video gear that works. They're going to come out ahead of time and test it. And so that we could just apply our resources at, at, in the most effective way. And then the other real benefit is, well, Ronan's touched on this already, is that you've got the experience of pilots from other carriers who have just done it. And I'll give you one example. Just last week, there was an opportunity came up for one of the other carriers that I'm doing some work with to do a picket in the Wall Street, the financial area of New York City. And they were in the very same location that Ron and I had been in a year before. And so we knew the location, we knew the police officers in the area that we needed to contact. And they didn't have to reinvent the wheel, you know, and they, they were able to draw on the recent experience of another carrier. And I think, you know, you're finding that right now with WestJet just did all of the things that you're doing. And now you've got a lot of the WestJet folks helping you walk through that same path. Yeah, and I can feel the experience, um, you know, that we have with us now through this process. It's, it's night and day compared to a few years ago. I think that's really valuable. You know, it, we're all of us together. We're like this machine that's well-tuned and it's been running. And, and it's just, you know, we go from one thing to the next thing. And, and, and we are all in this together. We're stronger together. My identity, so to speak, at first, I'm an airline pilot. Secondly, I'm an alpha pilot. And third, I'm a pilot for my individual carrier. And so while, yes, we work for different carriers, we are all airline pilots and we're all alpha pilots. Your success is my success. My success is your success. We, we working together, we're making the airline profession better. Yeah, those are some really good points, David. I 100% agree with you on that. Well, this brings us to the conclusion of episode three. I'll just take a small moment to apologize to our listeners. If there's pops or clicks or slight differences in quality, the episode was recorded by a Teams meeting uh, with all of my guests and myself in different parts of the country and continent. Um, big thank you to Chris Von Jones, SBSC National, for assisting in the recording of this remotely. Ronan, was there anything else you want to add? Yeah, th first of all, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I um I'm very, very grateful, and I'm also very, very committed to the pilots of Air Canada, as is Alpha National, as are our 75,000 members plus. I want to make this clear. We are here till the end. We are here until this is done. The Air Canada pilots have no borders. We are all one association, and we will continue to prove that to you. So thank you again. I share Ronan's appreciation for being invited to speak with you guys. It's a real honor to to be working with the Air Canada pilots. I really appreciate that. I guess maybe I would just close with this thought that we are all alpha and it's, it's really valuable and it's really important. And I, I was so glad to see so many of your pilots join your last picket. 
And it's a question that I get sometimes about, you know, why is it valuable that I show up on, on a picket line as an individual pilot? And it's, it really does matter. And, you know, not everyone has the time to volunteer at the level that you, Jason, or Cena, that, that you're going in. That's understandable and completely appropriate. But showing up on the picket line when, when your leadership asks you to really makes a difference. And I often think about that as just one of the things that, that I do for my career. You know, I, I worked hard to get the ratings that I got and I prepare for every flight and, and I study to go into my check rides. And, and I think that showing up on a picket line when asked is just another one of those things that I do to make sure that the career goes on in a way that, that is powerful for me and for my brothers and sisters that I fly with. Thanks, David. Um, really well said, and I really appreciate it. Sina, anything to add? Just, I want to say again, thank you to the Alpa National uh, Committee members that came out. Thank you to all the other airlines that came out. Uh, you didn't mention them in passing, but I'll mention them again. It was the Air Canada pilots. It was WestJet, WestJet Encore, Jazz, Air Transat, JetBlue, Delta, United, I think CargoJet, I think Porter had some pilots there. And I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple. Thank you, everyone, for your support. To our pilots, please wear your alpha lanyard. Please wear your alpha pin. It does send a message. Well said, Sina. Thank you very much. Thank you to all of my guests and to you, our listeners. This concludes episode three. As always, be sure to wear your lanyard and alpha pin. Follow us on our socials and fly safe. Oh,